Hello and welcome to episode 32 of the Roughed Up Podcast. Happy New Year. This is your host, Wes Yee, joined as always by Mike Roy, Tim Rodriguez, and Matt Armstrong. Boys, I haven't talked to you since last year. How's it going? <laughs> hey, guys. Oh, my God. Going great. <laughs> well, since we've last spoken, some... I haven't killed anyone in the last uh, <laughs> year. <laughs> in addition in addition to that glorious fact um <laughs> not even our uh, listeners hopes of winning money yeah 20 20 nfl teams have been eliminated their seasons come to an end their coaches their minorities fired <laughs> it's playoff time nfl football we've completed 17 weeks we uh just a quick update we did see our own marin mike Marin Mike Roy finishing the top five of our big 200, 200 and plus, uh, 200 plus member Pick'em League. So congrats to you, Marin Mike. Thank you. Have, have you spent the money yet? Have you have you lost it All yet? All of the uh, sixty-seven fifty. <laughs> sixty-seven fifty credits, right? No, no real money changing hands, of course. Yeah, just credits, units. Yep, yep. Um, all right. Well, then, uh, yeah, with that, we're going to do our, our playoff episode, first playoff episode of the year, of course, 2019 NFL playoffs. But before we do, I think we, we need to talk uh, just briefly about a couple of teams who are not in the playoffs and uh, just bid, bid adieu to Tim's tantrums with the San Francisco 49ers and the Buffalo Bills. Tim, I'd, I'd just love to hear your take on 2018 Buffalo Bills football. So you got to see, you got to see some good things. They were a solid team towards the end of uh, 2017 with uh, Tyrod Taylor, and uh, but then there were the Peterman days, and those were oh, those were bleak days, Tim. Uh, I mean, spending half the year watching Peterman was uh, some of the roughest days of this year for me. <laughs> Watch that man overthrow wide receivers by 20 yards. <laughs> How's that man wearing a uniform? Holy lord. Um, at least Josh Allen came in. Didn't look great, but at least he got the job done. Um, I mean, what jobs was he getting done? Uh, uh, he can run. That <laughs> man can run. He can run. But he, he can't throw. He can't throw for shit. Like <laughs> he has a rocket for an arm, but he can't. He couldn't hit water if he fell off a boat. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he overthrows guys by a mile. <laughs> He's. He's one of the most inaccurate quarterbacks I've ever seen, but, man, that guy can run. Uh, on the Niners' side, oh, man, Jimmy Garoppolo going down week four in Kansas City, that, that was their season. Oh, that was it. Like, watching C.J. Beathard flounder, uh, brutal. Uh, that man can't read a defense to save his life. Nick Mullins tried to pick up the slack. He had some decent games, but he's still green. He, he's, he struggles a lot, and he makes – really poor decisions late in games, cost the Niners games. But, I mean, the Niners have the number two overall pick, so hopefully they can turn that around. We'll, we'll see next year, boys. What's Jimmy G coming back to next year? Um, hopefully either Antonio OBJ Brown, Brown. Brown. Odell Beckham Jr., Deion Sanders. Bell. Basically, uh, Steelers throwaways. And... Uh, and OBJ. James Ferrier. All right. Well, let's get right into the playoffs then. What do you say, boys? Let's do it. Saturday, the Indianapolis Colts are taking on 
the Houston Texans. In Houston, the Texans are a very short home favorite of two points. This feels really short to me. Like, people really are buying into this Andy Luck business. Two-point mm-hmm. favorites only as a home favorite here for Houston. Not a lot of respect to me. I got to think Texans money is where I would be going right off the bat. Yeah, I agree with you here. Um, I like the Texans here. I, I do realize it's an interdivisional matchup too, so it does make it a little bit tougher. But home favorite, I mean, home team and um, home field advantage does definitely play a factor in the playoffs. You, uh, West have been hating on the Texans all year. Recent convert, last week. <laughs> I, I've been a Andy Luck uh, fan. I, I think this is an even game. So, a sub three point game. I'll take the Colts to win. Well, that doesn't make sense if you think it's even. Two, po- two points yeah, for a three-point home favorite it should be the yeah, Texans. Uh, I, I right, but it's in Houston. So if it's an even yeah, game so in Houston. Game, take the home team, if that's your pleasure. All right. I'll take it. Roy? Um, I agree. It's a really tough matchup. I kind of like both teams as of late. Colts have looked really strong in the second half of the season. Houston, aside from the kind of flounder in Philly against a desperate Philly team, has looked really solid for the whole second half as well. So it's kind of tough when you pick two teams battling with kind of very positive storylines. Um, I love the Colts and uh, Frank Reich. So it's hard to... I mean, it's, it's hard to back them here just because they're on the road in a hostile environment against a Texans team that has looked really good, too, playing better. So I think it's I, – I really don't have a feel for this game. Um, I still just don't like Bill O'Brien at the end of the day. So I think it's going to be backing uh, Frank Reich and the Colts just because they're playing better, I think, on both sides of the ball in the last couple of weeks. So really, recency plays a big – like who's playing well at the end of the season – um, I think Indies look strong and hungry, um, so I'm, I'm leaning that. It's a, it's a very weak lean. The under three scares me because of the, that very reason. Like a home team not laying a field goal is obviously scary, but um, I think Indy handles their business here. Interesting, interesting stuff. So these teams, it's becoming more common. We're starting to see um, teams playing for a third time in the wild card round, interdivision opponents. Uh, so these two teams faced off twice this season. Uh, first in week four, the Texans defeated the Colts 37-34. And then in week was that 14, the Colts winning that game by a field goal 24-21. So certainly two fairly evenly matched teams, as we've said, should be pretty interesting. Previously, both road teams winning the games this season. Uh, but again, Houston, a short home favorite. Next up, your Seattle Seahawks against the Dallas Cowboys in Dallas. Another short home favorite here. Cowboys favored by one. Instant reaction for me. I also like the short favorite here. I think that uh, kind of for all the same reasons, I think that the Seahawks have probably a better public reputation 
in uh, in the playoffs, certainly, than the Cowboys do. But I do think the Cowboys' defense is a legit unit and probably maybe the best unit of the four that are in this game. Um, and so I'll, I'll be on Cowboys minus the point and probably the money line as well. Um, I would agree with that. Um, was there an offensive lineman who was injured last week? For who? For the Cowboys? No, it was uh, No, they're a... Uh, they're was, uh, uh, mid-linebacker, right? Yeah, Van Der Esch. Mm. Um, but I think he's fine. Really is he okay? Is he going to be playing in this game? I think he's fine. Um, I would say the Cowboys have been great on at home. And it's a pick basically. And I like the Cowboys here. Yeah, I don't trust this, uh, this Seahawks squad on the road. Um, they were big favorites last week against Arizona and just almost lost the game outright. They were losing for a while. I just, they don't seem like they're that sharp this late in the season. Um, I think Dallas is playing well, and not that they'll be more motivated, but I just feel like, again, for recency, that they're playing well later, and I just don't trust you off on the road ever. So I like Dallas here. Yeah, I I agree. I, I just don't like Seattle on the road. Um, if they were playing at home, I, I, I'd take Seattle all day. But on the road, I just don't trust the Seahawks. Uh-oh. Our leader. Army? Wes. Wes, <laughs> Sorry. Cowboys. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I win Cowboys. Yeah. So Sorry make that, that a four-pick four Clean sweep. Uh, clean sweep, yeah. yeah. Well, these, these, these have been, historically, we'll get to it, but uh, easier rounds to predict than, than the subsequent rounds to come. Uh, so we'll, we'll jump ahead to the Sunday. L.A. Chargers rematch against the Baltimore Ravens, who defeated them in San Diego just a couple of weeks ago. These are two, they're two teams playing in the wild card weekend. Probably, to me, the two best teams playing this weekend. <laughs> Um, playing each other in Baltimore Ravens two and a half point home favorite Uh, same thing here for me shorter than a field goal for a team that I think is at least as good Uh, I'll take the Ravens here they they looked really strong the last their last appearance obviously winning to get into the playoffs Lamar Jackson is looking better and better and uh, as I have gone with all three of these games and we talked about a couple weeks ago my hypothesis right now is pass rush is uh, if, if you have a if you have the better pass rush you've got a really good shot to win and I trust the Ravens more than I trust the Chargers in that department by quite a bit. I totally agree on everything you just said. I I don't like the Chargers going out to Maryland and uh, playing in freezing cold weather. Um, they're used to playing in 80 degrees. Uh, I just don't I just don't like the Chargers having to go on the road in this game. Um, the Chargers have been strong all year, but so have the Ravens, and they clearly have the better defense. So. I'm going to trust uh, better defense in cold weather games. One other thing to mention here, I think that's important for a game like this, kickers. Mm-hmm. And they have the best kicker yeah. of all time. Tucker. Yeah, Tucker. and the Chargers Tucker. known for yeah. failures in that position. <laughs> Very true. All right, let's take it back well, to around. To counter Tim's point, the Chargers have been really good on the road this year, oddly enough. Yeah. Um, so I really don't. Dis- they really have. I, yeah, so I don't really discount them 
being a bad road team. I just think the spot is better for the Ravens being back at home. They just re-signed Harbaugh, so there's like all the love in the building for him. He trusts um, Jackson. Yes, right? That's his name? I'm blanking uh-huh. now. Okay, okay. Yeah, Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I was thinking of Deshaun Watson Jackson. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I think that this spot's pretty good here for the Ravens at home. Um, two really good teams. I I think with Baltimore winning on the road, you know, in Los Angeles a couple weeks ago, it's just, it's a mismatch here. Um, and I think it's even better with them at home. Fair enough. Uh, my opinion is that this is a perfect line. Um, this is a field goal game, right? Two and you a can half. imagine, yeah, Justin Tucker having to kick a game winning yeah. field goal. Making the difference. Or the, the Chargers needing to kick a field goal to win, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I've loved the Chargers. I have a Super Bowl feature on them. Um, I think they're a good team. I, I still, I don't believe in the Lamar Jackson offense. Um, I don't think they have the offensive tools to be elite, but they've proven it so far. But I, I think the Chargers are a better team. I, I bet the money line on this game for the Chargers. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Ravens have allowed 287 points, uh, by far the fewest in the, oh no, fewest in the AFC. Um, Chargers, not a bad defense of their own. 329 points allowed. Uh, very good as well. Plus 99 on the on the differential for the Chargers. Plus 102 for the Ravens. Ravens 6-2 and two at home. Chargers 7-1 on the road. Something's got to give. And again, probably the two best teams playing this weekend. Final game of the weekend. Philadelphia Eagles snuck into the playoffs. They're back again. Pretty impressive if you think about what they've gone through. I mean, they've certainly had uh, not the storybook year this year, but having a quarterback who was injured coming back and then getting hurt, taken off the field, losing a number one running back, and still making the playoffs. I think after, especially after a Super Bowl run, pretty impressive uh, work, albeit from you know in, executed in an inconsistent way. But I, I would have to credit their coaching staff with a pretty solid run here. To be six-point underdogs at the Chicago Bears. Bears had a big season of their own, carried by one of the best players in the league in Khalil Mack. Uh, this, you know, it's a clean sweep for me. I'm betting all four favorites. I'm betting them all on the money line. I'm I'm parlaying them all together. I think this is another clean sweep year. Um, I think the Eagles have a chance, but I, I think that Bears defense at home is a, is a unit to be reckoned with. This team has a lot of Eagles of last year to me. Um, you know, not quite the offense that that Carson Wentz took into the to the end of the season last year, but but Foles Foles as their quarterback, that offense compared to Trubisky as in the Bears' offense this year seems seems reasonable. The Bears may be more of a running team. Um, I like them here. I like their defense. I'm, I'm betting on all four defenses this, this year. Yeah, I agree. I mean, same thing. It's going to be a poor weather game. You got to bet on the better defense, and clearly the Bears have the best defense. So. I'm gonna best. I bet on the Bears here, all day. Matt, want to jump in or? No, I'll I'll let the Bears fans uh, mm. jump in first. <laughs> all right, I don't like the Eagles here. I love the Eagles. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just 
I don't know what the hell Matt Nagy was doing last week, running his starters out there in a meaningless game. I think he doesn't know what he's doing. I think he's overmatched. Um, I think Trubisky will be overmatched this game. It's it's really it's the lack of the offense for the Bears. Like yes, their defense is exceptional, but the Philly and um, they've owned Matt Nagy. Uh, crap, I'm blanking. New Year's Day. I'm like my brain is what's uh. Doug Peterson, sorry. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah. Like he's on Matt Nagy. And, like, history, they know how to beat the Bears. And if Nick Nick Foles knows how to run a competent offense, I just don't see if they're able to finally figure out how to crack the Bears' defense. Um, be a combination of Darren Sproles or Alshon Jeffrey, just whatever, like, Ertz, like, they'll find ways to score. I just don't think Chicago can match firepower. They have to keep it a low-scoring game, you know, and have um, – Dink and dunks and all this stuff. But I just, six points is way too much. I think it's going to be a field goal game. It's going to be close. Philly has a really good kicker. Um, this is just too many points for what historically like has been a one-sided affair with Philly owning. So I think Matt Nagy put too much on the line last week by showing too much, like too many plays, running the stars out there. It's just, it's, I don't know. I mean, Philly just seems like they're on fire and they're the golden team right now. What is the history of Nagy and Peterson? I have to look it up to get the actual stats, but when they were on previous teams and like in their coaching history, Peterson has has done well. Hmm. All right. Interesting stuff. I agree. The Eagles are a better team. Better team overall. Oh, really? Wrong team favorite really? here. Get rid of uh, Wentz. Yep. Get Big Dig Nick. <laughs> Wait, is he playing? Nick Foles is playing, yeah. Oh, good. Are, are we sure, actually? I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, we're sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Unless last minute change to Wentz. <laughs> well, no, I mean, like, he got hurt last week. Oh, yeah, he got hurt. Like He's yeah, starting. Foles is, Foles is starting. Like, le- uh, yeah, he got hurt in the last quarter. Missed his uh, his what is it? His incentive. Foles is starting. I'm sure. I'm sure the Bears will be gentle to him, so he'll, he'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, um, that's funny. West has said that he's uh, betting all the favorites. I'm betting all the dogs. <laughs> we should just <laughs> bet against each other. <laughs> uh, yeah, foolish. We're giving the juice to <laughs> the internet. What a shame. <laughs> Oh, all right. Well, fair enough. Any, We've uh, got both should sides. Should we go over like um, Super Bowl favorites or? Yeah, let's take another look at that. Uh, now that we have the teams locked in. Super Bowl futures. Yeah. Yeah. I did lock in my uh, Ravens future last week uh, while I bet against them to even end to make the playoffs. <laughs> that was fun. They did make <laughs> it. Uh, all right, all football futures. Oh, gosh. What are they showing us? Odds to win. Okay, Saints favorite at plus 240. Rams 425. Chiefs 470. Pats 650. Bears 675. Ravens 13 to 1. Chargers 15 to 1. Cowboys 25. Texans 25. Seahawks 28. Colts 30 to 1. Eagles 33 to 1. Considered the hardest, hardest road for the Eagles here to go back to back. Any of those stick out to you guys? I, I right off the bat, want to eliminate all the, the teams that cannot host a game. I think winning three playoff games in a row is too hard. 
on the rest. Yep. That's that's pretty pretty rough. If there was a way to fade the Saints, I would. <laughs> uh, you can bet AFC. Yeah, I think Kansas City has some value. Sorry, I was saying AFC, not, but yeah, you could bet Kansas City or New England. Um, yeah, but I, I don't, I don't see how these teams that are going to have to win on the road three times can be in. So that that takes out the Eagles, that takes out the Colts, the Seahawks, um, and the Chargers, the Seahawks, and the Chargers, and the Chargers. Yeah. yeah. So I don't think the Cowboys have what it takes. Uh, the Texans are interesting to me. I think the I think the Bears are interesting to me. It's crazy. There's still so much faith in the Rams. Yeah, the Rams. They play struggle. even with the Niners, <laughs> the second worst team in football. I think that the faith has to be that they have looked dominant and they have a pretty easy road, other than the Saints, which they, they, they can score with the Saints. And they beat they're, uh, they're at home. the Chiefs in a uh, in a boat race. So yeah, they can score people. with anyone, so they, that's more than some teams can say. I, I think if I didn't already have this money in, I would I would take a shot with the Pats. I don't think they're the best team, but I think that if you get if you every game that they're in, they are no more than a short underdog, and that's. I think this is good value. I might even add more here because if you think about it, like <laughs> it makes sense. It's all a yeah. Foxboro. It's yeah. It's they'll plus six fifty. Yeah, they'll be like minus, uh, plus one fifty all the way through, at least. So like plus, you're you're getting value. You mean minus? Because they'll be yeah, favored no, in I mean, every game except maybe Kansas City, right? Yeah. So they're favored in every home game, and then at Kansas City, what are the, what are the Pats plus three? Yeah, a dog. maybe four. I think they have. To, I think they have to be a dog. They've been bad. No way. Yeah, they're a dog. They're. I don't know. Yeah, they're maybe. Yeah, but see, just yeah. the fact that you're saying that tells me that we should be betting on the Patriots because, like, <laughs> I think it's they're probably uh, at least a point dog. Yeah, so let's say let's say there too, because that's kind of what we're seeing right now is these short home favorites for teams that we don't really believe in. I think the Chiefs are a team that is hard to believe in without Cream Hunt. Um, so yeah, you just chain Patriot money line. No, I think you jump it right now. I think you take it here because because I actually don't think those money lines will give you the value to get to six fifty. Because your first game, you're going to host the Ravens, the Chargers, the Texans, or the Colts. You'll be at least. Probably a four-point favorite against the Ravens and a six against any other of the teams. Maybe the Chargers are a three as well. But they won't, you know, they're not going to be also, an underdog. I don't like the Patriots. I don't want to bet them. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I think they can compete. That team has some serious problems. If the Ravens come into into New England, I think they win. Mm. I, I'm not going to bet that, actually. I, I do believe they have better coaching, but they have a worse team. Their their player their personnel is bad. Yeah, but they they also are a team that hides stuff. Like they, you know, they they, they had runs where they they really rode like I, our I number our third down running back to like fifteen catches in the Super Bowl. So, and and I guess just to finish on my projection there. 
if the Patriots do make the Super Bowl and they beat the Chiefs, the Ravens, Chargers, whoever else is in Texans or Colts, if they make it to the Super Bowl, a Patriots team that's won two straight playoff games is probably a favorite, even against the Rams and the Saints. Right. Yeah. So, so I think like it's the, good value the here. Numbers make sense, but I just I don't believe in the Pats. If they play three good teams, I think they lose to one of them. I don't think they're going to play three good teams. I think these teams there aren't that many good teams. These are bad teams with big they flaws. Played, I think yeah. I don't. I I think the AFC has the better teams this year. I agree. If they, uh, if they play the Chiefs or uh, Chargers, Ravens, that's. But they can only see two close. of them, right? They can only play to, up to two of them. So you get Chiefs. But, let's say you get the two hardest. The Chiefs and the Ravens are by odds the two strongest teams. But I, I don't think they can beat them easily. Not easily. No, it's it's yeah. None of this is easily. That's why you're getting six fifty. It's uh. I I think I feel pretty good with my money on Brady in, in games like that. I uh, Lamar Jackson versus Brady, even even Mahomes, like yeah, he's great, but uh, still unproven yeah. in playoffs. And Andy Reid Cle- versus Bill clearly, Belichick, that is uh, clearly uh, yeah. clearly weaker without um, his running backs. Yeah, but but again, the Reid Belichick, that is a uh, I don't know what the number is. That is a one-sided affair. That is a one-sided matchup. You, if you have a seven-point lead in the in the fourth quarter with Reed, are you feeling good? Like to no, me, if, the only way you feel not. good with a Chiefs bet is if they're up, you know, they're up twenty-eight to three. Is he one of the guys on? Like, if he loses game one, they have a bye, right? Yeah, they have a bye. They're if, the ones. If they lose, is Reed fired? I don't think they can fire him. He's there's not enough. No, I don't there's think not so. enough. There's not enough coaches that are at his level. It's it's kind of the Schottenheimer problem where it's like, wow, you really start to doubt this guy. You, there's already doubts over whether he can win the big games, but you are locked into the playoffs with him. Yeah, they win ten games, nine games yeah. every year. There are not he enough every single year. Yeah, there are not enough yeah. coaches like that. It's funny. Yeah, like we talked about this earlier in the day. It's like. Firing like uh, we talked about yeah all, all the black coaches getting fired, but all of them deserve to be fired. But there's no replacement, so it's like why fire a guy like year one? Like uh, let him let him go. Let's see what happens. Well, Vance Joseph was he coached three years? I think it's two, right? Yeah, well, there's the Wilkes guy in Arizona who only got one year. Well, that doesn't yeah, make sense to me because, like, there's no way that guy – well, it, it only makes sense if that guy went in and got the job because he told them he could make the playoffs with that team, which is probably what happened. Like, that's probably what they do because, to me, if it were me and someone said, come in, you're the new coach of the Cardinals, and if you're going to fire you if you don't make the playoffs, I would have said, then just don't bother because your I, team sucks. We're not I, making the playoffs. I, I would assume, like, that was the mentality of the owner. Like, he had Bruce Arians and he fired him. Because they didn't make the playoffs. No, Arians retired. Yeah, Arians retired. Yeah, he 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 finished seven and nine. He's like, I don't want to, I don't want to coach anymore. Who, Bruce Arians? Yeah, yeah. yeah well, he said that he the was... only team that he would consider coaching for is the Browns. Well, I, it's just like they fired a guy after one year. They drafted a. How far were they in the draft? Like. 
twenty, right? For Josh Rosen. Josh Rosen. Oh, Josh, Ro- Josh Rosen was picked 12th overall. Yeah, that's pretty, fairly deep, right, for a, you know, franchise quarterback? I don't know if he's a franchise quarterback yet. I mean, he's he's looked terrible. He's not looked good. Well, yeah, that, but that was the mentality, that, like, that was going to be... Yeah, Oaks people were looking at him. Yeah, they were looking at him as, like, number one overall pick for some time until all the backlash over his attitude came up. They were 8-8 eight eight last and, uh, year. Yeah. They were the worst worst team in the league this year. Yeah. No, hard, to, hard to know <laughs> if it's the coach or the GM. Yeah, it's tough to say. I mean, you go from 7-9 to – and you change – all you do is you change the coach, basically. And the quarterback. Go, and a quarterback, and you go three and thirteen. It's weird that Glennon didn't get a real chance. He must have been really terrible. Yeah, yeah. He wait, he played three games. I don't know. He was like a hot free agent. Didn't he get a big contract? Uh, yeah, with the Bears. Yeah. Did he play? <laughs> uh, I think he only played uh, two games before they switched to Trubisky. Jeez. Yeah, he played four games with the Bears. What a bizarre, what a bizarre league. Like, we're hiring this big shot guy. Oh, he had a bad he month. Got, He's done. He got three years, thirty-six million. Yeah. And then he got released like right away. That's something. Just yeah. See you later. It's one of the things. Like uh, recently, like there was a Twitter debate about the Rooney Rule about like not defending the black coaches that uh, were hired, it's hard to, like, defend them. It's not like they did well. I think, yeah, like... I'm, I mean, you look at all, every single black coach, all, other than Tomlin, all of them had below 500 records. <laughs> well, yeah. I don't know uh, that well, it's... I'm I don't, like, I don't oh, think it has anything to do with race. I think it's just the case-by-case, no, case, case, the firings seem legit. Their teams were bad. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, you look at... Every case, all of them lost, and you—it's a result-based league. Exactly. Uh, I mean, Vance Joseph didn't have winning season with the Broncos. Yeah. Um, Hugh, Hugh Jackson. Hugh Jackson clearly was keeping that team back. Was holding that that Browns team back. Oh yeah. That's a ten and six, eleven and five team without him. But they lost their first four games with him, and they tied one. They should have won all four of those games. But, like, the, the debate about that is, like, there's been some bad white coaches, too. Like, McCarthy, like, Jake well, Fox, like, Schwartz. Yeah, I, I agree. There's been I, tons of bad coaches. It's like, oh, you're bad? You should get fired. Like, but the not. thing is with the Packers, though, they don't fire their coaches lightly. So And also, you won a Super Bowl. So they take forever to fire coaches. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. I, I I agree. You should give a title winner a long time before they're sent their way. But um, he he clearly had lost his yeah. uh, his mojo. Yeah. Yeah. Years I, ago. I mean, yeah. Years ago. McCarthy, McCarthy <laughs> hasn't been good in four years. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, watching him throw that Seahawk game into the trash can, I would have fired him after that. Oh, yeah, that was yeah. bad, yeah. When you blow a game where you are, like, 99% on the win probability, you, you're, you're finished. Like, you can't handle basic coaching. It's like you have a three-touchdown lead in the fourth quarter and you're passing still. You deserve to lose. You deserve to lose. Like, I cannot watch any team, whether I'm a fan of them or not, do that to themselves. It's, like... As much as I love the Patriots winning the Falcons Super Bowl, like that was self-inflicted wound after self-inflicted wound. That was that was like the cringiest football game for me to watch gleefully. It was a very strange sensation. Future. Yeah, it's just I, I agree. It's like you run four times with like one of the best runners in football. Yeah, yeah, that was the play calling. The play calling in the second half was abysmal in that game. Yeah, they only, yeah. I, think, yeah. I, I, I woke up this morning, or maybe, yeah, I woke up this morning, I was like, maybe if I was a head coach of a football team, I would just hire the best, like, Madden yes. 2019 yes. player. We've all been saying this call, for years. Call timeouts, like, do not what I would, like, do, like, calling timeouts, or, like, calling not and throw at, like, the one-yard line with Marshawn Lynch is, like, a good idea. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Pete Carroll really should the bet on that one. And that's a rule. You're over, you overthink things. Like, yep. oh, clearly we have the best runner in football, and he's never fumbled ever, and we're on the one-yard line. Like, let's run Marshawn Lynch. Like, that makes sense. It's the coaches who can't, who like go out of their own way, or get, who just can't get out of their own way that drive me nuts. When you see, yeah, like Garrett, he's a guy who it's like he has had incredibly talented teams. Like Jerry Jones actually built a pretty strong team for a few years now, and like they had. I remember one game where Demarco Murray had like 190 rushing yards in the first half, and he got four carries in the second half. And, and I just don't understand. It's like, I would be running that guy until the game is over if they cannot stop him. He's averaging like 17 yards a carry halfway through this game. It's like, no, nah, we're going to throw him. Like, what? You have to save him for the 2019 season. <laughs> it's like, no, man, you win the Super Bowl. That guy's not going to be on your Why? team. Yeah. Exactly. It's like, I, I see that all, yeah, like in baseball too. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I love that in the, the playoffs. The Giants, 20, uh, 2002. Uh, yeah, Ortiz play. came out in the fifth inning. They had a 7-0 lead. Bases were loaded, and they pull him. It's like, yeah, just bury him. Let him play forever. The, well, Ortiz was one thing. Like he, Who knows if he would have kept it up? Schmidt, not bringing back Schmidt. I'll never forgive <laughs> Dusty. No. Like I know people yeah. are like, he shouldn't have been fired. Unforgivable mistakes like that. If you don't use your ace, who's been incredibly dominant in both of his starts, at least as a reliever. If he's not available to start Game oh, Seven, man. you gotta at least use him as a reliever. Like unacceptable. So, oh, you gotta be careful with him. Oh, really? Like Rob Nen was out there with a torn, yeah, torn like, shoulder, still pitching. Thought of the idea of having your starter relief. Come on, Hershiser did it. There were guys. Nen was out there with a torn shoulder, never played again, and he was out there. I, you can't tell I, me I Schmidt just, couldn't have given us more than Nen. 
there should be a Madden timeout guy right next to the coach. They should always, yeah. They should always know the timeouts, and they should always know whether or not they should always know whether or not to go for it on fourth down and go for two. Oh, we we can't snap the ball and you know down the ball fast enough, and we could get two plays off, or we could call timeout here. Like, there's a guy who knows exactly how to do that, and he is a gamer. Like, <laughs> yeah, they, he, he knows. He's yeah, yeah. he's an eighteen-year-old with ADD who can think about thirty things at once. While your sixty-year-old <laughs> sleep-deprived coach, like, is trying to manage fifteen people yelling in his headset and failing. Yeah, it's like, oh, should we run pass option, uh, spike the ball? It's like, no, there's a guy who's like, oh, we only have thirty seconds. We have two timeouts. Like, we're pushing on the red zone. Like. Let's call a timeout here. We can get four plays off here. Yeah. It's like there are just unforced errors that coaches make too often. Probably because it's a hard ass job. Like if you ever heard no, the NFL yeah, film they're... shit on the sideline, it's <laughs> like I could never answer that many people at once. Like it's seven people asking yeah. me for an answer. Mm-hmm. But it that's a that's uh, a fault of the design. That's a fault in the design. Like there shouldn't be a job with that many responsibilities. Like, that's why you have coordinators. That's why you have assistant coaches. That's why you have, like, challenge viewers or whatever. Like It makes sense. It makes sense to have, like, a ultimate dictator king guy who decides what's the call. But, like, there should be a guy who knows, like, oh, this is a good time to call timeout. It's like the bench oh, coach. Hey, the bench hey, coach in Kaepernick baseball. Kaepernick decides like, oh, hey, let's call a timeout. No, no, Kaepernick, no. Like that's not worth what you've decided. Yeah, burn two timeouts in the first minute of the yeah, third quarter. Like, oh, hey, it's first and ten, and the play clock is burning down. Let's call a timeout. It's like, no, you'll make up that yardage somehow. A lot of these guys can't look ahead. They gotta, you know. Gotta win the play, win the play. It's like, yeah. sure, you went for you 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 went for it on fourth down when you weren't supposed to, or you kicked a field goal when you weren't supposed to. Like, that stuff is just math. And have oh, someone yeah. who's good at that answer those questions. There have been, that's why, like, uh, I <laughs> I don't trust any of these like teams. It's like, hey, let's kick a fifty-two yarder with like three minutes to go to make it a two-point game. Like, um, Is that a shot at Vance Joseph? <laughs> no. No, it's not. <laughs> Down four points, let's kick a field goal. No, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, it's fourth and inches. It's like, fourth and inches, I'm going to kick a field goal. Too risky. Too risky. Happening. It's like, hey, let's give this team a humongous advantage in the very like likely option that he misses at <laughs> 56 yards or something like that. I do really That's like funny. the uh like what do you what would you want if you were on the other team style? Yeah, that's like, a great argument. Where it's like yeah. it's fourth and one from the one and you're and your team's ahead by six. I want them to kick the field goal. Like <laughs> So that means they should go for it. Like it's pretty obvious like Yeah. People, it's too hard a job. That's why they get paid the big bucks, and that's why they get fired for one bad year. Yep. yep. I mean, 
they get big rewards. So you got you got to take the you got to take the beating. You got to take the beating. That's the name of the episode. All right, let's call it right there. Have a good weekend. Bet all the favorites. Bet all the dogs. Let us know how you did. We're uh, we're we're really looking forward to a big season here in 2019. Between NFL betting, we'll take you all the way through the Super Bowl and futures for next year, and maybe potentially some baseball betting, some League of Legends betting. Uh, who knows? Maybe we'll take a shot with some college basketball, marriage madness. Who knows? Who knows? We can bet on politics. We can bet on shows. It's a it's a whole new world out there. This is 2019. This podcast has you covered. Hell yeah. <laughs> all right. All right, boys. All right. Well, for Tim Rodriguez, Matt Armstrong, and Marin Mike, fifth place, Roy. This has been your host, Wes <laughs> Yee, and episode 32 of the Roughed Up Podcast. We'll do it again next week. All right, boys. Thanks, guys.